Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And it's go time. What is going on? My name's Brent. This is American English with this guy. And today we're going to do an English lesson about a French painter, a French impressionist. His name is Claude Monet. And if you're watching on the replay, welcome. If you're watching live, welcome. You can see at the bottom of the screen, I have, I apologize for my French pronunciation at the bottom of the screen, scrolling across. I went back and forth. I thought, should I pronounce these names in more of a French way or more of an American way? And I thought, because this is American English, I'm going to pronounce them in a way I think most Americans would say the names. But Monet is French. Uh, He had French friends. He was married to a French woman. He had two French sons. So I will do my best with those pronunciations. Oh, no. I I hope we don't have any people in here who are actually French. Hey, Rod, the uh, Brazilian English teacher is in here. I don't know if I have any moderators. I need to fix that, Rod. I can't fix that right now, but I'll I'll fix that uh, later. Welcome, Cecilia. Carl, how are you? I didn't think anybody would be here, but a couple people are. So I imagine most people will watch on the replay. I'm going to try to keep this short so you can listen to this in one setting. But we are going to go over the life and times of a painter I like quite a bit, even though I'm not really into art. But every time I see one of his paintings, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. How did he do that? The light he uses in his paintings, the shadows, it's pretty impressive. We, um, we'll take a Anya's here from Germany. My goodness. Yeah, so late is right. Well, welcome. Welcome. What's up, Rod? Cecilia, how are you? Philippe, how are you? Where's Carl? Get Carl up here. Good vibes. Thank you. Hey, we need some good vibes, don't we? All right, let's get into this lesson. Why did I just, I accidentally hit remove. Oh, okay. I got it right here. Uh, Did I remove it? Let me put it back. Okay. We'll get it bigger. But I love these kind of lessons and I hope you do too because you're. I may not be able to pronounce French very well, but I do think I'm a pretty good reader. So you'll have the text in front of you. You can read along with me. You can watch this on replay a couple times. You can read it on your own later. In the description, there is a link to this article. It's from a website called Duxters. And they do a great job of presenting information that could be difficult in a little, I'd say a simplified way. So if you are learning English, you're not a native speaker, or for children in the United States, this can be a great thing. So let's take a look at some of the basic things about Mr. Monet. 
We have his occupation. And of course, hopefully, you know, occupation is what somebody does for work. And this person was a painter. He was born November 14th, 1840 in Paris, France. I know how to say that French name. Died December 5th, 1926 in Genverney, France. That I, I, I apologize to anyone who knows how to say that better than I do. Some of uh, Monet's famous works would be Impression, Sunrise, Water Lilies, Haystacks, Woman with a Parasol. Parasol. Is that a new word for anybody? Parasol? It's an old way, basically, to say umbrella. I was just looking. I think there was a little delay. So I was wondering if anybody, I bet, I know there are some people in the chat who know that parasol means umbrella, but a parasol is more for the sun and not the rain, but eh, pretty much the same thing, a parasol. And he was an impressionist. And if you're not sure what an impressionist is, stick around until the end of this article, you'll find out. And I do believe impressionist is very much the same as it is in French. Maybe Portuguese and Spanish as well. I don't know. Anya, maybe German too. You tell me. Biography. Let's take a look at this word for a second. Biography. If you're ever going to take like the TOEFL or the IELTS, I have some lessons about Latin and Greek roots. And they're a good thing to know if you're studying English. And I know it's Latin and Greek. Why would we study that if we're studying English? Well, so many English words are made up of Latin and Greek roots. And this word is no different. Bio means life. Graph means writing. So a biography is a writing of somebody's life. If it's an autobiography... It's a writing of somebody's life that they wrote themselves. Auto. It means like on its own. Like an automobile. Mobile means movement. Automobile basically means it moves on its own. You know, as, as long as you push the gas, gas pedal. Where did Claude Monet grow up? Claude Monet was... Let me get my glasses on so I don't mess up. <sighs> Claude Monet was born on November 14th, 1840 in Paris, but his family moved to the port city of Le Havre, France, while he was still young. He loved to draw as a child. He began drawing caricatures of people that were quite good. Even as a kid, he was able to make some extra money drawing pictures of people. So in that paragraph... We had a couple things that I think oh, Anya says it's uh, pretty much the same. Nice. That's the great thing about German, you know, Germanic languages and Romance languages. We share really similar roots. So sometimes if you don't quite know the word, but it looks like a word in your own language, like, oh, I think I know that. But let's take a uh, look, caricature. Again, I believe this comes from the French. So just in case you're not sure, 
let's take a look at uh, what a caricature would be. So that is obviously of President Barack Obama, but a caricature is a drawing or painting of someone, but you accentuate a part of their body. Accentuate means to draw attention to. So maybe you know, President Obama's ears are maybe a little bit bigger than other people compared to his head. But in this caricature, the artist has really made those ears bigger. And that's what a caricature does. It takes a picture of somebody, but maybe their nose is a little bit bigger than most people. Well, the artist might accentuate that nose. Another thing I would love to talk about here is quite. In the paragraph, it said, where is it? They were quite good. If you feel like you're using very too often, quite can work sometimes. It might not be as big as very, but I know a lot of English learners are like, oh, I'm using very too much. And native English speakers use very all the time. But if you're a little worried about using very too much, throw in a quite, almost the same almost the same the next paragraph here around the age of 11 claude entered a school for the arts his mother supported his becoming an artist but his father wanted him to take over Uh oh that's a phrasal verb right there take over the family grocery business so if a son is going to take over the grocery business, that means when the dad dies, very sad, but the son will be the grocer. He will take over that business. He will be the new owner. He will be the new boss. Claude made some other artists, sorry, Claude met some other artists around this time and began to use oil paints to paint the outdoors. So the next one we're going to get to is moving to Paris. Oh, mom dies. So sad, but it does happen sometimes. I mean, I already apologized for my friend, so I'm going to get rid of that just in case it's distracting. Anybody in here actually like? I am live. Yes, Sita. Anybody in here? Whoops. Anybody in here like uh, painting art? I'm not uh, a big fan of artists and art. I don't know as much as I do about American history, but yeah, Sita, I am. I'm live, live. Sita, I'm answering you. I'm live. I'm live. Welcome, Sita. Welcome. But if you are a fan of art, this is just a bonus. And if you're not like me, you might learn a little something. I know I did the first couple times. First couple times I read this article, and Philippe, I am the worst. I am the worst artist. You should see my handwriting. I know some of you have. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, I feel you. If you agree with someone, or you know how they are feeling, you can say I feel you, Philippe. I feel you, man. I feel you. The next one, moving to Paris. After a few years, 
I'm sorry, a few years after his mother died in 1857, Claude moved to Paris to study art at the that's Swiss Academy. I was almost going to try to say that more in a French way, but it's the Swiss Academy. Academy Suisse, maybe something like that. He was there for about a year when he was drafted into the army. So when you're drafted into the army, you have no choice. You have to go. He became sick with typhoid fever in the army and returned home a few years later. So I'm not sure what you call. Oh, Anya, I I knew that actually, Anya. I've seen some of your work. I did know Anya was into art. Elena, welcome. Must be very late for you. I think you live in Russia, don't you? If well, Russia, Russia is so big. If you live in Western Russia, it's very late for you. If you live in Eastern Russia, it's very early for you. So I want to talk just a little bit about typhoid fever. It could be something very similar in your language. But when we say typhoid fever in English, it means a fever is when your body gets really hot. And if you have typhoid fever, it gets like really hot. And you can contract typhoid fever from drinking dirty water or drinking dirty food. And I'm not going to say exactly how it gets dirty, but uh, contracted, if that is a new word for you, you can use it with pretty much any virus or a disease. When someone gets sick, you can say they have contracted typhoid fever or they've contracted the measles or they've contracted chicken pox. I think most of us are about the same age, you know, older than 30. And most of us probably had to have the chicken pox when we were younger. There are little spots that grow on your skin. Most people get them when they enter grade school. I know I got them in kindergarten. Ah, I think that's a German word. I got them in kindergarten, my first year of school. My brother and sister are younger than me. Guess what? They got them too. But guess what? Our kids probably won't get chicken pox because there's a vaccine. So I know my children won't get chicken pox, but you can get chicken pox later in life, a second time. In English, we call that the shingles. Not fun. I have not had the shingles. Jamie has though. Jamie has. Not fun at all. Yeah, Sita, I'm right with you. Sita says, I know nothing about art. Sorry. Oh, but she's enjoying the company here. Let's get back to the article. Did we, yeah, we talked about everything we need to, right? The next one will be a critic. That comes in the next paragraph, I believe. Let's make this bigger so we can see it. The next part is women in the garden. Monet continued to paint outdoor scenes. His paintings were becoming accepted by the art critics in Paris. He then decided to take on large, 
There's an A missing there. He then decided to take on a large project he called Women in the Garden. This was a huge painting, over eight feet tall. Then he painted outside in the natural light. It was a normal, everyday scene. He spent a lot of time on it, but the critics did not like it. He became depressed. It was also out of money. So, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about critics first. And you can see at the bottom, a critic is someone who judges the work of others. You know, there are music critics. There are food critics. There are art critics. And apparently, there was an art critic that didn't like Monet's work. What did he know, right? And so, if your work isn't selling, you can get depressed, And I'm sure most people know what depressed is, right? Really, really sad. We're going to talk about anonymous. That could be a tricky word for some people, but anonymous, it means there is no name attached. There is like, you don't know who the person is that made maybe the painting or that said that statement. So I have a sentence here. If you would like to use it for shadowing, that's great. But I think it will give you a better understanding of what anonymous means. Anonymous, kind of a big word. I received an anonymous complaint about our service. So maybe this is at a restaurant and there was a rude server And then the manager heard about it. But it means that that person didn't write their name down. They didn't leave their name. So anonymous. The next one, London. War broke out in France in 1870. And Claude moved with his new wife, Camille, to London. There he met art dealer, Paul Durand Ruel, who had become one of his strongest supporters. At this time, Monet began to study the relation of the city of London to the River Thames. So right here, this sentence tells us that, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, Monet is going to be very interested in water and its relationship to the city of London. See what's coming up next here. Oh, unique, unique. I don't know. Most people might know what unique is. That will be coming up soon. Unique means one of a kind. So you're all unique, right? As small children, aren't we all told you're unique? But uni means one. And that's where we get the Latin and Greek roots again. So a unicycle has one one wheel. Bicycle, it has two wheels. Tricycle, yeah, it's got three wheels, three wheels. So uni means one. So a unicycle has one wheel. Unibrow. So my eyebrows, let's see, are right up here. Um, luckily, I don't have a unibrow. But in English, if somebody has a unibrow, it means there is hair in between their two eyebrows, making it look like they have only 
one eyebrow. And then uniform. So when somebody is in uniform, it's likely there are other people dressed just like they are. So let's take the military, famous for having uniforms. Everyone is wearing the same thing. There is only one type of clothing with a uniform. Next paragraph. Lots of French names in this paragraph here. Impressionists. Monet became friends with several of the leading artists of the time, including Pierre Renoir, Edward Manet, and Camille Pizarro. Together, they formed the Society of Anonymous Painters. So a group of painters, maybe they didn't want their names known. Maybe they thought they weren't famous enough to have their names known. Society of Anonymous Painters, Sculptors, and Printers. They wanted to experiment with art and not do the same classical art that satisfied the art critics of Paris. So they're wanting to try something new. And guess what? Trying something new? I mean, that's what made them famous. That's what kind of changed the art world for their time. Uh, We also might come up with this word here, virtually. Virtually. It's another way to say almost or nearly. And the example sentence I have here is it's virtually summer in the United States. It's almost summer in the United States. And I can imagine if you are living in Brazil or Argentina, it's virtually winter for you maybe like mid-fall. Today, it felt like summer. That's for sure. No way. Anya says, if you ever get the chance to travel to the Normandal, that sounds very German. Normandal, visit Monet's garden in Giverny. Oh, maybe it's French. It's one of the beautiful places I've ever visited. Oh, I don't know how to say that other word with an E. Uh, looks very French. Etre. That's that's to be, right? That's the verb to be uh, in French. Very nice. Thank you, Anya. And of course, Anya is an artist. Marco's here. Welcome, Marco. How are you? We are, if you're just joining us, what we are doing is we are working our way through an article about Claude Monet. So going over some vocabulary as we come to it some of the more difficult vocabulary. And we just talked about virtually, virtually. So um, in recent years, of course, virtual has had a slightly different meaning when we talk about technology. So right now, I hope you are at least, you're all learning virtually. So I'm not in the classroom with you. We are thousands of miles away And yet, I hope learning is still happening. I hope your English is becoming better because of this. Oh, Normandy. Now, that's obviously um, for Americans, maybe the world. Normandy, very famous uh, area in kind of northwestern France. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Great point. Philippe says... 
if the French had beaten England, perhaps today we would have been learning French. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many different possibilities. World War II, who knows? Maybe we would be uh, you know, speaking German or Japanese. Maybe. Uh-oh. Rod, it's getting chilly. It's get... I'm so glad. Uh, I, went, I went on a nice walk today, like five miles. Nice long walk. But I have allergies. I've mentioned the allergies. And literally, literally, there was white stuff that looked like snow getting into my mouth, getting into my eyes. It's getting warmer here. Spring is springing, but it comes at a cost for people with allergies. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking all the medicine for allergies. All the medicine. Uh, I was virtually sneezing with every step on my walk today. Not quite, but almost virtually all right let's get back to the article here i'll make it bigger so you can see they organized an ex exhibition so they're putting their artwork on exhibit they're showing everybody they organized an exhibition of their art in 1874 one critic called it the exhibition of the impressionists it's a bad term back then the term expressionist was used to imply, kind of give a hint, used to imply that the art was just an impression of something and not completed. It was meant as an insult. So I, I didn't know this until I read the article, but uh, impressionist, it was, it was a bad thing. So when we look at some of Monet's art, it's not going to look like the real thing. If there are water lilies in the water, it's not like a photograph. It's not meant to look like a photograph. It's Monet's unique spin or his unique take on something in nature. And this art critic was saying, oh, it's not any good. And I think Monet was like, it's, it's not supposed to be what you think. I'm trying to do something different. And of course, the world took notice and he's one of the most famous painters to have ever lived, I think. You could make an argument for that, Monet. Just check in the chat here. Is anybody yelling at me that uh, I'm doing something wrong? No. Cecilia's saying sorry. Thank you. I love spring. I love summer. Just got to get through the, uh, the pollen, get through the allergies. I know there are some, I think Semra is not here with us from Turkey. She says she also deals with allergies. So it's a minor thing. I'll get over it. It's okay. The next part here of the article, impression, sunrise. Now let's take a look. This is just, I think I can click to make it bigger. Yeah. Um, again, I am not an artist. I don't know a lot about art, but I mean, just my goodness, the obviously our eyes are telling us, okay, that looks like a boat. That looks like the sun is either rising or setting, but 
it's a flat two-dimensional picture and yet there's so much color coming from it and it almost has like depth depth so we would talk about like the foreground that boat might be more in the foreground the sun is more in the background it's a flat picture but the way monet painted it it's almost three-dimensional it's almost it almost has like things that are closer and further apart it's just i mean it's just amazing right yeah i don't know is that to me that looks like the sun but the great thing about oh luke's in here hey what's up luke and i were talking a little earlier welcome but the thing about that is i can say the sun Someone else might say the moon. That's the great thing about art. That's the great thing about reading literature. If it's done well, two people can look at the same thing or they can read the same thing and they have a different interpretation. So what they bring into their brain, it's a little bit different from someone else. And that's the great thing about no way. So your daughter is also a painter. So if you could, uh, if you, if you, sometimes members uh, of the channel of my other channel, we get together. Like yesterday, we got together. I think Anya's daughter was on camera for a second. Um, I would love to see that painting. That that would be amazing. Ibrahim, Ibrahim is here from Egypt. Welcome. Yeah. So uh, again, not a big art guy. Oh no, how do I get out of here now? Uh, not a big art guy. And I'll talk about that uh, in this week's video. I think it'll come out on Wednesday. Donuts. I go to a donut shop in the United States. We eat donuts, an Oreo donut. But I talk about like, you can say, oh, I'm an art guy or I'm an art girl, but uh, I'm not a donut guy. I am a donut guy. I love donuts. Um, so you can just say that about yourself when you want to describe something you really like, um, like, uh, you know, I'm a language guy. I'm a, I'm a jazz girl. Maybe that's the, um, that's the example I use jazz versus rock music. So you could say, Hey, I'm, I'm a jazz girl. I like, I like jazz. And I know even if you are a woman we say girl in the United States, even if you're a lady, we say girl. Yeah, I'm I'm a total I'm not an art guy, but I'm a donut guy. But I know that some of you might be donut guys and girls. You might be art guys and girls though too. Let me make this a little bigger so we can see. Mm, yeah. Continued work. Despite the critics of impressionism, Monet continued to refine his work. We'll talk about refine in a minute. He continued to try and capture the changing effects of color with light. He used a wide range of vibrant colors and painted quickly using short brush strokes. Soon Monet's work began to gain recognition. So he was gaining a little fame. People were looking at it and recognizing that he was doing a a good job. His paintings started to sell. He even organized 
<clears throat> Hit the cough button so I could really cough those allergies out. Excuse me. His paintings started to sell. He even organized an impressionist art exhibition in the United States in 1886. That extra cough hurt my brain, I think, a little bit. Just kidding. Um, yeah, let's talk about uh, those two words that I thought might be kind of difficult in that paragraph, and that is possibly refine, refine. And you, I, I use the term fine-tune because you might hear that in English sometimes. And it's making little changes to something to make it better. So maybe with your English, you are always refining it, trying to make it better. Little changes over time, not big changes, little changes. And we also sometimes call that fine tuning. Vibrant is another word that might be new for you. Uh, it has two different meanings. In this article, it means bright colors, vibrant colors, like really bright but it can also mean lots of energy. In the example sentence I have here is, she had a vibrant personality. She lit up every room she walked in. So I hope that's a, a good sentence for you. If you notice, I did end that sentence with a preposition. You may hear some teachers I think they're older teachers, but you may have an English teacher that tells you, hey, never end a sentence with a preposition. I could rework that sentence so that it doesn't end with a preposition, but I'm telling you, end with a preposition. It will sound more natural. And the idea that you can't end sentences with prepositions is going away. So feel more comfortable. Don't always try to switch your sentence up so that you won't end with a preposition. We do it all the time as native speakers. Marco, no way. I didn't know you were from Mexico. Well, welcome. That's awesome. North America represented. Got South America represented. We have Africa represented. Egypt is in the house. Europe, Europe's here. Uh, I don't know if Alina is here, depending on what part of Russia she lives in. Maybe we have uh, Asia represented too. I don't think Maz is here, so no Australia today. No Australia. Almost done with this article, I believe. Painting in a series. Let me make this bigger here. In order to continue his experiments with light, Monet began to paint a series of the same scenes. He would paint them at different times of the day and in different types of weather. He painted a series of haystacks, the Rouen Cathedral, and the London Parliament. So what that, it's going to mess me up when I go back, but that's okay. What that paragraph said, though, we call these things haystacks. It's just literally a stack of hay. And what Monet would do is take those two haystacks, but paint them 
in different weather, different times of the day. So the sun was shining on a different side of the haystack. Pretty cool. And you may know the whole, I think the water lilies series might be his most famous. And uh, speaking of water lilies, near the end of his life, Monet embarked, we have that distracting, uh, this distracting ad here, but you know, um, Ducksters is a great website. So, uh, let that ad play there. Uh, I don't think it, can I, can I just X out of it? There's an X here. What happens if I hit it? Oh, good, good. It's gone. Okay. It won't distract us anymore. Water lilies near the end of his life. Monet embarked on his largest project. It was a series on the pond at his home in Jeverney. Hope I'm saying that correctly. It involved a number of huge paintings of the pond in different lighting and conditions, such as morning, sunset, and clouds. He called it the grand decorations. When finished, all the panels together were over six feet tall and nearly 300 feet long. During much of the project, the aging, another way to say he's getting older, the aging Monet was suffering from bad eyesight and lung cancer. He spent the last 10 years of his life on the project and donated it. So he gave it. He didn't want any money in return. He donated it to France in honor of the end of World War I. Legacy. We will get to in just a second, but I would love to talk about no way. Valerie, no way. You're living on Claude Monet Street in France? That's amazing. That's awesome. Welcome. So cool. So cool. <laughs> that That's the great thing about technology, right? Like there's an, an American dude who is uh, trying his best with French. I, uh, Americanizing the French, and there's somebody actually living in uh, in France on Monet Street. That's how that's how we say it, Claude Monet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Claude, Claude, right? Um, there, there, there. Uh, I'm not that far from Canada, and there's a famous uh, Canadian hockey coach. His name is Claude. Claude. I think I know that. Quebec French is quite different from European French or France's French, but Claude, Claude used to be the um, head coach of my, my favorite team. My son and I would say his name like that, Claude. Uh, What else is here? Legacy. We're going to be talking about legacy here in a minute. And uh, before we do just know that when a person passes away, their legacy is what people think of them after they're gone. So Monet's legacy, we will get to right now. As the At the prime of his career, that means at like when he was at his best, at the prime of his career, Monet was considered the preeminent or like the best the preeminent artist in France. He is still considered one of the great French artists of all time. He also founded the Impressionist movement, one of the major movements in art history, 
and had a major influence on future artists. So here are some interesting facts about Mr. Monet. Monet once had a joint art show. So if somebody has like a joint show, it means at least two people are involved. Monet once had a joint art show with the premier sculptor of the time. Premier definitely comes from the French, meaning like the best, the premier, the first, the best. August Rodin. Rodin. Yeah, that's a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anybody who's watching this from France, I'm sorry. It was a huge success. He painted many pictures of his first wife, Camille. They had two sons named, we would say, Jean and probably Michael, but many Americans might pronounce that Michel. At one point before his paintings started to sell, he became so distraught. Distraught is just fearful, um, very sad, nervous. He became so distraught over his financial situation, he tried to commit suicide. Financial? Anytime you hear that, think. I'll wait. I know I know that somebody in here knows, right? When you hear financial. Yeah, did he do the thinker? Did Rodan do the thinker? Uh, financial? It would be, and there is a bit of delay here. So I know people are, I don't want to go too quickly because somebody is going to type that in the chat. They'll be like, I know what financial means. So Monet was so distraught over his financial situation. He tried to take his own life. Financial. There is quite a delay here. I'll wait on that. I'm sure someone will put it in the, the chat. He was born Oscar Claude Monet. His parents called him Oscar. He nearly went blind from cataracts. Um, cataracts is something that can be fixed now. Um, but in English, cataracts is when the eyes um, develop growths over, I believe. My grandmother actually had to have cataracts move, removed from her eyes when she was older cataracts that's how that is pronounced may not look like it he once said this is this is awesome by the way i'll read this nice and slow he once said everyone discusses my art and pretends to understand as if it were necessary to understand when it is simply necessary to love so from reading about monet it seems like he didn't want people to look too much into his art. He was trying to create something beautiful. There wasn't a hidden or a deeper meaning behind it. Um, this, I'm going to check the chat just in case here. Uh, no, I don't see. I don't see. I don't see. Financial, though, is financial is money, by the way. Financial is money. Yeah, Cecilia is saying so true. I mean, those those words are beautiful right there. And I'm sure they probably sounded more beautiful in French, but this is English, English class, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the genius here of Monet. Um, I'm going to pull up this picture and just take a look at the, again, I'm not an art guy, 
but you take a look at the lighting and the shadows. It's pretty freaking impressive. I think right here, look at it. And this would be the parasol right there. So it looks exactly like an umbrella. You just don't want to get that thing wet. But if you look at the light in the clouds and you look at the shadows on the grass, I mean, the things he does with paint, the, the, like I said before, like the depth of that, that woman looks literally, um, you know, in the forefront of that picture or the foreground of that picture. Awesome stuff. Uh, one more here. What is this one? Can I make it a little bigger? I don't know if I can make it any bigger. Oh, I can. Too big. There you go. I'd say not bad, right? Mr. Monet, you did okay. Yeah, probably a little bit better than okay. Yeah, awesome stuff. And if a guy like me can appreciate it, like it's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, check out if you want to reread that. Um, there is a link in the description. Want to read it on your own and practice. And um, and if, if if you are someone who knows a little bit about art, I think it's always a good thing. And I know Anya is rereading Harry Potter now, and I'm doing uh, similar things in Italian. So when you know the story, if you already know Monet's life in your own language, and then hearing it in English, it's going to be less that you have to learn. You can focus more on the language rather than like the material. And I think reading or rereading Harry Potter. Very, um, it's a great series. It has, what, seven or eight books. So a lot of material there. But if you know the story of Harry Potter already in your native language and you're rereading it in English, your brain has less work to do. It, it knows the story already. You can focus on the language. So, oh, wow. That's awesome. Thank you. I didn't know how it would um, it would go over to use an English phrasal verb. I didn't know how much people would like it, um, which is why I did it on this channel. But that and that's why I started another channel, just because I don't want too many lessons in a row on the other channel. But I do still want to teach. So, oh yeah, great, Elena. You're still awake, Elena. Oh my goodness. Hopefully, you live closer to the eastern part of russia there um sorry the western part of russia um like towards moscow because it's late seven books and a play thank you anya for harry potter all right great thank you cecilia um get some rest if you're living over in europe or uh asia or egypt if you're watching on replay thanks so much if you're listening on the podcast thank you if you watched here live hey thanks so much yeah, Carl, I agree, man. Yes, you learn so, so much when you read something that you read in your own native language. I agree 100%, which is why I'm still trying to work through some Stephen King. And then this short stories in Italian, it's not too difficult. All right, thank you all for joining. Have a great night.